Coming up on The Exam Room. What exactly happened here to lead us to the point where you're filing a lawsuit against the USDA, against the school district, and your principal, among others? Well, essentially, I was seeking to hold a tabling event, a day of action with some games, some raffles, some prizes, just to kind of educate students on plant-based milk and the issues associated with dairy milk. And I was told by my principal, who was following a guideline, that I could only hold this event if I also had pro-dairy information as well. I believe that that's wrong, and that's why we're going forward with this lawsuit. Welcome to the Exam Room Podcast, brought to you by the Physicians Committee. Hi, I am the weight loss champion, Chuck Carroll. Thank you so very much for raising your health IQ with us coast to coast in the U.S. and in more than 150 countries. Hi to everyone listening in Portsmouth, Virginia, Columbia, Missouri, and Taku, Finland. Wherever you are, we appreciate you helping to make the world a healthier place. This is a special bonus episode. And it features a story that has been making headlines literally around the world. Big blogs, small blogs, websites galore, NBC News, The Washington Post, The LA Times. And LA is where this particular tale emanates. California. Now, you would think that Wisconsin is the number one dairy state in the U.S., but it's not. It is, in fact, California that produces the most milk. Wisconsin is second. But in Los Angeles is a brave high school senior, a girl by the name of Marielle Williamson. And what she wanted to do, as you heard, was have this day where she was promoting the health benefits of plant-based milk. But school administrators put the kibosh on that. They said, no, no, you cannot talk about plant-based milk without also discussing dairy milk. She said, well, that's not right. It's infringing upon my freedom of speech, along with the potential for healthier options for my classmates. So she files this lawsuit. She files it against the school system. She files it against the USDA and even her school principal. And joining her in this lawsuit is the organization supporting this show, which is the Physicians Committee. So in this episode, we are going to be joined by Marielle and our attorney, Deborah Press, to get into what's happening here with this lawsuit and the actual law and the almighty influence that the dairy industry has that makes this muzzling of Marielle possible. So this is about just a 15-minute conversation, but an enthralling one about one captivating case right out of California. Ripped from the headlines, this is The Exam Room. Thank you both so much for making the time tonight. Thank you. 
What an incredible, extraordinary step, Mario. Let's start with you. First of all, what exactly happened here to lead us to the point where you're filing a lawsuit against the USDA, against the school district, and your principal, among others? Well, essentially, I was seeking to hold a tabling event, a day of action with some games, some raffles, some prizes, just to kind of educate students on plant-based milk and the issues associated with dairy milk. And I was told by my principal, who was following a guideline, that um, I could only hold this event if I also had pro-dairy information as well. And that's why I, I believe that that's wrong. And that's why we're going forward with this lawsuit. What did you envision with the event in the first place? Were you just going to say, hey, you know, this is why I choose not to consume dairy? It was more like educating my peers on what the dairy industry is essentially trying to hide in schools. We have so much information constantly pushed onto us on the benefits of cow's milk. Students are constantly encouraged to choose cow's milk over even water. And I wanted to kind of counter that, to show a different perspective from a student who had catered some projects to researching milk and plant-based milk. And so I wanted to talk about the environmental impact, the uh, equity, social impact, the ethical impact, and the health impact of dairy and plant-based milk. Well, let me ask you this before we jump over to Deborah. Um, you say that there's already so much promotion of traditional dairy milk in the school. As a matter of fact, one of the quotes that you gave in the press release that I received about the lawsuit was that uh, the school was riddled with pro-dairy posters. Did this kind of catch you off guard because there already was such a tremendous amount of promotion of traditional milk? Uh, yeah, I said riddled with pro-dairy information, um, referencing how, you know, in health class, we're taught about the benefits of cow's milk. There are posters in our health class. Um, there are posters in my cafeteria, the morning announcements. Most of the announcements at the end, they say we have got milk. And, you know, on our cafeteria menus, there's got milk. It's just constantly pushed onto us. What have your classmates said about this? I'm curious. I can't imagine that you're the only one in your school who is eating an exclusively plant-based diet. Yeah, my peers, a lot of my peers aren't plant-based, but they don't drink cow's milk. They prefer drinking plant milk. And they have expressed to me that they find it odd that this one product is highlighted even more than vegetables in our cafeteria, in our lunch line and around in posters, like I said. All right, Deborah, I wanna shift over to you here. This is really kind of interesting to me. This law that is being interpreted by the USDA to say that it must be dairy milk, is that really accurate? And I'll tell you why I'm asking that, because the law to me reads that any school that participates in the school lunch program, I'm reading verbatim here, any school that participates in the school lunch program shall not directly or indirectly restrict the sale or marketing of fluid milk products by the school or by a person approved by the school at any time or any place. It says milk. 
does not specifically say dairy milk here. So is this law specifically for dairy milk? It is actually, you know, fluid milk is defined elsewhere in the, in the school meal program uh, laws and regulations to mean cow's milk. So this law is specifically targeting the protection of dairy milk in the dairy industry. No other commodity in the school food program gets this kind of protection. It, it's a law that actually um, prevents anyone at any time um, at a school event on or off school property from saying anything that might restrict the sale or marketing of milk. And we have um, records from USDA email correspondence with representatives of the dairy lobby showing that they actually monitor schools for compliance with this law. We have several email chains from um, between 2015 and 2019 showing that the USDA is hearing from dairy representatives with complaints about milk or about water rather being prioritized over milk, about posters in the lunch line that might um, tell a student not to waste the milk if they don't want it. Milk happens to be the most wasted commodity um, in the school food uh, program by volume. So even a poster that says, don't take the milk if you're not gonna drink it, has been brought to the attention of USDA um, as a violation of this law. So um, it's this in insane protection that the dairy industry gets that no other commodity gets. And we believe it's an unconstitutional law. So let me just make sure that we're understanding this correctly. If we were talking about offering a veggie burger or a veggie dog as opposed to a traditional hamburger or hot dog, we would not be having this debate. Am I correct in saying that? A veggie dog, a veggie burger or any other food, you know, any other food in the program. If you said, don't take the, uh, I don't know, don't take the the French fries, you know, if you're not going to eat them. No, no other food has this protection. This is strictly for dairy and for dairy milk rather. And milk is also a strange, um, it also has a strange status in that it is required to be offered at every school meal. No other specific food besides dairy milk is required to be offered at every school meal. Um, so, you know, the way we see it, dairy milk is, um, the, you, the dairy industry is using students as a captive audience for this product that they don't really want. They don't want to drink it. But because it's written into law, the dairy industry is using every opportunity to voice milk on students through marketing, through posters, through promotions, and by stifling student speech. Here's the interesting thing. Let's kind of wrap things up here with some statistics here. 95% of Asian Americans cannot digest lactose. Same thing for 60 to 80% of the African American population, 80 to 100% of the American Indian population, and up to 80% of the Hispanic population. And oh, by the way, 75% of students in the Los Angeles Unified School District happen to be of Hispanic descent. So to me, Deborah, I can see where some people might be concerned that this milk, which is detrimental to so many people's health, is being offered by law with every single meal. So, I mean, <laughs> help me understand that one, please. Well, what, what you're observing is 
the heavy subsidization of milk uh, of the dairy industry by USDA. It's not a physiologically or culturally appropriate food for such a huge percentage of students, um, but it still holds this um, elevated position in the program to the point where it's being forced on students. I mean, this sends the message to our students that these federal programs just aren't for them. And we're trying to change that. We're trying to make milk. We're, we're trying to knock milk off the, off the pedestal in the school food programs and make sure that students can drink whatever beverage is physically and culturally appropriate for them, whether that be um, a plant-based milk or water. Uh, we just don't think that we need to be peddling milk to students who don't want it and really shouldn't be drinking it. How difficult is it for a student to get a non-dairy alternative served to them during lunch? I know that by law they must do it, um, but a couple of things there in that law. Number one, that non-dairy alternative must be proven to be nutritionally equivalent or superior to traditional cow's milk. Um, and then two, they're going to need to have essentially a doctor's note enabled to get it. Those are two pretty high bars that a person needs to clear in order to get this alternative, it seems, Deborah. So yeah, the, the standards for getting a plant-based alternative are very confusing. And Marielle and many of other many other students have told us that their cafeterias, frankly, aren't understanding them and are misinterpreting them. And that is completely understandable because USDA makes them very confusing. So if you have a disability and a doctor's note saying as much, your school has to give you an alternative to milk and they have to pay for it. You, it, it will be part of the reimbursable meal. Short of having a doctor's note or a disability, the school can, but doesn't have to give you a plant-based alternative to milk uh, if you have a note from a parent. Hmm. So there are these different tiers of, of um, I guess, seriousness of severity that the USDA has in place for getting getting plant-based milk. Different levels of hurdles. If you just don't want to drink milk because it's um, an ethical problem, or if you don't have the time or resources to go to the doctor and get a note, you don't, you don't necessarily get an alternative to dairy milk in school. But wouldn't one be able to argue that lactose intolerance is in fact a uh, um like a, a disability in some way. I mean, it seems to me that that would be easy for someone to say, well, yeah, here's my disability. This is why I shouldn't be drinking that. And with such a wide swath of individuals falling into the lactose intolerant category, um, it seems to me, and I really shouldn't be pontificating here, but it seems to me to make sense that um, that bar should be a lot lower for people to clear in order to get that non-dairy alternative. You're exactly right. I mean, yeah. and, and in fact, buried in a guidance document, USDA does say that lactose intolerance is considered a disability under the, um, the ADA. So that's, that, that's in there. It's not very well known. And I know even Marielle has told me that her cafeteria manager is unaware of that. So it's, it's just not well communicated and to, to, um, either parents or to cafeteria managers. And frankly, you shouldn't have to say you have a disability to not drink milk. 
Most people who can't digest lactose would not consider themselves disabled. It creates a stigma. I think it's very strange. It's just bizarre that you would have to say you have a disability to get a milk alternative. So this is something that we're trying to change. And there's um, uh, a couple of ways we're doing that. There's a regulatory open comment period right now. It closes on May 10th and you can submit comments to USDA and tell them, make it easier for students to get a plant-based alternative. And then uh, a, a piece of legislation is being reintroduced next week called the Healthy Future Student and Earth Act. And that is also going to try to lower the hurdles for students to get a plant-based milk um, by allowing them to get um, a milk alternative with just a parent's note, not a doctor's note, um, and also authorizing schools to give a plant-based alternative without any note at all. Deborah, one more for you. And then Marielle, uh, a final one for you as well. Deborah, where do things stand with the lawsuit currently? Has the USDA or the school district responded yet? Not yet. We just filed the lawsuit uh, two days ago. So we haven't, it's, it's too soon for any response, but I suspect we'll be hearing from them in, in a, in short time. And we look forward to hearing that response. And Marielle, my final question for you is this. You're a senior. As it stands now, we record this. There's only a, probably just a few weeks of school left before you're off to college. Why even bother with so few school days remaining? Because this is really important. Thousands of students rely on the National School Lunch Program. They're not getting the full value of their meal. And there are so many issues associated with dairy. So many world issues intersect with it that it's it's just it's too important to just not talk about, not do something about. And I don't want students after me or younger than me in following years to be restricted by this kind of law if they want to voice their opinion on something. Well, you are truly a trailblazer. There is no doubt about that. Marielle Williamson and Deborah Press, both thank you so very much for your time. Thank you. For you legal eagles, I've posted a link to the full lawsuit in the episode notes. And I've also gone ahead and pulled some data from the USDA. I wanted to know just how much milk is produced here in the U.S., every month. So I found some statistics for February 2023, and it turns out in just that one month, mind you, the shortest month of the entire year, in just 28 days, 3.4 billion, billion with a B, 3.4 billion pounds of milk was shipped out around the country. And while California produces the most milk, it looks like the East Coast are actually the big milk drinkers. The Northeast region, placing the biggest order, 527 million pounds worth of milk ordered in February. That was followed by the Mid-Atlantic region, or what the USDA calls the Mideast, 405 million pounds. California, actually third, that state ordering 375 million pounds and then the rest of the southwest 325 million pounds and no other region in the country 
cracked the 300 million pound mark. And that is a whole bunch of milk, a whole lot of milk and a heap of health trouble too. Plus your tax dollars hard at work. But we can't talk about that. Marielle can't talk about that. Except she can. And she did. And she is blowing the lid off of the laws that few of us even realize were in place. Because it's one thing to say that you have to serve milk, but it's another thing entirely to say that you can't even talk about milk alternatives, dairy alternatives, without also talking about dairy. It's crazy, man. And that's why Marielle is truly the future here. A brave student shaking up the system, shining some light on a health injustice. Really a case worth keeping an eye on, and we will certainly keep you abreast of everything as it winds its way through the legal system here. But for today, that is going to wrap things up. I want to say thank you one more time to Marielle and to Deborah for being here and talking about this incredibly important and fascinating case. And for everyone at the Physicians Committee, I am the weight loss champion, Chuck Carroll. Thank you so very much for listening. And remember, as always, keep it plant-based. <laughs>